When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get on the floor! What's up, people? Happy Halloween. <laughs> this is You're Not Listening, a podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Jim. And it is spooky season, and that means it's time for the annual it's, You're Not Listening st- Halloween special. All right, stop, stop, stop. When you first started this, we, we did it right around, I think we had our anniversary like a week or two ago. Were you thinking like, I want to do this because of Halloween stuff? Is that one of the no. the side-like hints of this that you want to do it? No. Because you love this part. No, because, it, because we started in October and we started with just regular songs and then we did a Christmas special. And then we were like, well, we need to do like a Valentine's Day special and a Halloween special. And so the first year we didn't do Halloween? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't. I don't think yeah, so. I was just wondering if there were some interior motives. I don't think the very. I don't no. think we did Halloween the first year, but I don't know. I have to take a look. Um, no. This is always a hard one for me. No. Yeah, I, I don't know why one, you have like you're a DJ. They just go in one of your CD collections and just pick a song. That's essentially what I did. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. So, but, like that's what I don't get. Like you know, all, all you probably yeah, know more songs I'll, than I do. <laughs> I'll explain. No, I don't think so. Not Halloween wise. So, all right. Well do a little bit of catch up so i wanted i gotta take one of these headphones out again i can't hear myself when i talk with those in my plan this year since we have like four previous halloween specials was to re-release the halloween specials once a week starting in the beginning of october oh leading up to this so we can get all kinds of like a whole bunch of new episodes in this and and i'm gonna try to do that with christmas i had a little wrench thrown in in my machine and I pride myself on being fully transparent with our listeners, so I'm going to say that I, I went to Canada the very first week in October, and I came back, and I got laid off from my job the following week. So it has been a turbulent month, <laughs> to say the least. Say the least, um, right. So I'm going to throw it out there to our listeners. If anybody has any leads on anyone looking for a job in That's the right. multimedia audio space, this is what I do. Um, so just throwing it out there. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but... That hasn't stopped me from trying my best to s- celebrate the spooky season as much as I can. <laughs> my girls have no idea what's going on, so they don't really understand. So we're just having a regular Halloween season over here. Yep. And uh, I wasn't able to pull together those episodes to put out every week, but we are still getting our regular uh, Halloween special episode out. We're going to do a couple Halloween songs. Uh, yep. But first, Dad, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? Uh, I'm going to be a retired uh, college counselor, I think. No, oh, that's clever. And Poppy, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Scary. What are you going to be? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be a, a dad. There you go. That's <laughs> scary enough. Start telling dad jokes. Yeah. And then you can be a... It's not working, Sean. What's not working? You're a totally gross, boring <laughs> nerd. You're a totally freaky, obnoxious I... nerd. 
I still can't believe you found that. If anybody, if that sounds familiar to anyone out there, if anyone has ever heard of the Insultinator, this this is like defining of my child. <laughs> We've had this for a hundred years. Right? I know you must. I don't know how you, how or where or when you got it, but I don't know. I think it's it's it looks like it would be a Spencer gift, yeah, type of thing. You know, Spencer um, in the mall, <laughs> but it's pretty funny. All right, <laughs> put it down. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it's one of those you get going on it. Hey, and everyone so, loves this. So I want to give a shout out um, to another podcast that I'm a big fan of. They're my friends. Uh, and I've talked about it before on this show, but because it's the Halloween special, this is the time to talk about it. Um, I've been a guest on their show before, the uh, America's Hometown Horror Podcast. Nice. Uh, These are the folks in New Orleans? Nope, they are in, um, they're in Plymouth, Mass. Oh, those folks. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And you've yeah. been on them too, right? Yeah, right, right, um, right. But my old roommate, Kat, and her husband, Mike, and then a couple of their friends. From it's, college, right? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. an awesome show. They have a really good producer. They picked me, <laughs> they picked me up as their podcast producer a few months ago, so I'm now um, editing and producing their show for them. And uh, they just do a really good job. If you like horror movies and all things spooky, they, uh, they knock it out of the park, so make sure you check them out. Just wanted to give them a little nice. shout out, because they're awesome. And they do a great nice. job over there. Um, all right. We got a couple songs today to talk about uh, to get you in the spooky season. And I know you have a couple like honorable mentions that, yeah. that almost made the cut for you. Well, yeah, because you threw me a curve when you said somebody was banned and we can't use right. him. So. Yeah, actually, you know, I, so. wanted, I wanted to get into that too before we did this, actually. So right. I, 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 pride myself, I pride myself at uh, okay. trying my best to be as inclusive and as possible in this show um and in in life in general uh, which and i don't i have very little tolerance for people who are are dicks ignorant <laughs> ignorant ignorant and and just it, just scumbags and just bad people um which is why you know once uh, all of that stuff came out about marilyn manson being a creep which is not like surprising, but you just had never really heard of it before. I decided, right. okay, well, we're never going to do any Marilyn Manson songs on, on this show, right? That was, yeah, the, I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, really, he's upset really upset about, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so I was originally going to do the song Welcome to My Nightmare by Alice Cooper, and you were going to do an Alice Cooper song this year too, right? Yeah. I was going to do like one of, uh, in the middle of a suite of, of songs on his the second side of his, one of his first album stuff that was just really creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so and, we were on the same page with that. But unfortunately, a, a little, a few months ago or so, I don't know exactly when it happened. No, but, uh, some, more recently, yeah, a month ago. Something yeah. came out uh, where he just said a whole bunch of transphobic things and he was just being a real dick about people who have different gender identities and all this. And uh, full, like I said, full transparency and I don't tolerate any kind of transphobia or xenophobia of any sort on my podcast. So... Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Alice Cooper has no place in the, it's in the final statement. It's on the shirt. It's on the, it's, it's everywhere. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Like, you know? don't be a dick or you get banished. Cancel me if you want. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. I don't tolerate that. And so we're not, right. we decided to not do Alice Proud Cooper songs this year. Um, which is too bad right. because he's got a lot of good material for Halloween, <laughs> but exactly, exactly. But. Don't you know you were a dick? So yep. sorry. Yeah, he was. He was definitely one of mine that I was going to do. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think good choice for both of us. 
that we we still came up with ones that we wanted to make sure we share with each other and in the in the group and stuff. So. Yeah, I didn't I didn't venture too far from that genre wise. No, um, with the shock rock stuff. So, um, but you were doing something completely different, and a song you're doing a mm-hmm. song that used to scare the hell out of me as a kid. I did not like. Could. I still don't really like listening to it. But uh, no. what, what, tell us about what you're doing. And then I'll I'm doing a song you. called, which I don't think many people know, but it's called uh, Halloween Spooks, and it's by Lambert, Hendricks, and Ross. Yeah, it's weird. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you want to say about it before we... Uh, you want me to go into details? You want to hear it and talk about it well, after we listen? Well, let's wanna, just do a quick little... just so, set the table a little? Well, hold on. Uh, that's what you're doing, and I, I'm doing Dragula by Rob Zombie, because I think it's time. Yeah. You know, it's been four years that we've been doing this and we haven't done Dragula yet. It's just kind of like the defining Halloween song. So I think we have to do it. <laughs> is that what you meant when you said it's about time? Do you, is it, in your mind, one of the, the defining? Yeah, oh yeah. See, and you just mentioned like earlier, like, you know, you're a DJ and you have all this music. Like my defining ones are like the cheesy ones because I used to use it for DJ and, for, you know, like Ghostbusters and Thriller. And right, right. And I didn't want to go down that route. Well, those ones are Even the obvious ones. Those are the jingle bells. To, those are yeah, the, the Mariah Carey's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I went back and listened to a couple of those and there, there are some, you know, there's some rockers. Oh yeah. Those work. I mean, you take the, the cheesy lyrics out and everything else and the music behind it and especially the bass in, um, in Thriller. Yeah. It's just, it's really good instrumentally. It's a really good music for a reason. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't go down that route. So I didn't do Maybe the quintessential. Year. Like Maybe next year we'll conquer like the Mariah Carey's of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do a Mariah Carey at Christmas time? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that song doesn't really bother me that much. I just think it's hilarious, like how it's everywhere and it's kind of all you hear all the time. And I, (laughs) and I I love the jokes about it. Like, I love seeing those memes out where it's like Mariah Carey frozen in a block of ice and it's like, be careful. She's starting to thaw out. (laughs) Like, I love that. I think that's just the funniest thing. Um, no, I think I think uh, Dragula is one of those like any modern uh, Halloween playlist is probably going to have that song really? on it. Okay. So see, wouldn't have, wouldn't have been on mine. Not as familiar with it, believe it or not. I know it a little, right? But if I was putting together a Halloween list, mine would be probably a little more predictable stuff. Maybe just the age thing or whatever. And, and I don't know a lot about and have never been into Rob Zombies, right? So. Yeah, Rob Zombie's pretty cool. So, yeah, um, yeah. so let's do yours first, though, because okay. yours is interesting, and I think a lot of people might not know it. So, <sighs> yeah. I, before you kind of give set the table, I want to just play the beginning of it. Um, okay. Well, the beginning isn't the. <laughs> I know, but just so people play the beginning, just yeah. so people know, like what what yeah. they're getting into here. <laughs> Halloween spooks outside my window. Halloween spooks behind the tree. God, this is a bad song. It is. Oh, God, I remember this so clearly. Okay, it is. Uh, okay, that's what it is. It, it's on Spotify. Just go find go, it. Go, go listen to it. It's there. It's on YouTube. Yep. Go Just find it. Go yep. listen to it. Come back, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> 
You want to listen? <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Trick or treat. <laughs> that people weren't ready for that. Yeah. No way. Oh my god. So I, I hope if you did listen, it's and rare. Didn't cheat, I, I feel like I've heard that. Song. Right now. I feel like I've heard that song a lot of times. Really? In my life, just because we that was like, so that was on the Elvira Haunted Hits compilation CD, which was like the one CD that we played at Halloween time when I was a kid. Besides, right. like the right. like sound effects ones, right? Yeah, I have all um, those over here too, and that's got yeah. some great songs on it. That's loaded with a lot of good songs, yeah. some of which we've yeah. already covered on the show. Um, yeah, so that was like Mark. the two things. But so this song was always on it, and so I've heard it a bunch of times. But I I feel like it's. The, the number of times that I've actually heard the entire song is probably like three. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, we always I have skip to say, it. I, I don't know if I've ever heard it because it's my CD. It's probably with my DJ stuff, but on it is Monster Mash. Right. It's uh, all the typical Ghostbusters, stuff. Out of, out of Limits, uh, The Blob. Dead Man's Party. Creature from the Black Lagoon, Purple Eater, you know, stuff, stuff that I, okay, I'm going to play track seven. But that, and then I would skip all over that stuff. Um, Put a spell on you, dead man's party. You know stuff like that. Do you expect? But I, I would just skip it. So I know I wouldn't play this. I wouldn't put it in in the CD player at the time and, and just let it run and right. Hear that you know, I think it's one of those things where like it would come on after whatever song it was on before. Yeah, I was playing, yeah. and then me and Katie would always be like, "Turn it off, turn it off." <laughs> yeah, it's right after um, Oingo Boingo, Dead Man. Well, there you dead go, man's party, which is a good one. It's a good right. one. Right. So that one right. we would play. Yes, yeah, yeah, and she. So she used to get freaked out by this song too. It's a terrifying song. It is. It is. I feel like it they is. just either were on drugs or really drunk, and they were nope. just like, "Let's do this." <laughs> I did a I did a little like background and stuff, and and it's. I mean, it's three vocalists, and and they're used to doing like what they call scat, which I think is a 1930s version of rap. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of talking over those the, the words and stuff, and. Um, there's actually a genre of doing of scat music or scat musicians, mm-hmm. S-C-A-T. And so this is like from the 50s and late 50s, early 60s and stuff. And so I can just see them standing around one microphone. That's what it is actually. I, going, if, you, if you look the song up on Spotify, the album art or whatever is yes. them standing around one microphone. Yeah, yeah. And I guess they were pretty pro- proficient and, and prolific um, at their their craft and like really um, pretty famous at the time, and they did a lot of Gershwin and, and uh, Campisi and, and and typical stuff from the American Songbook. And all of a sudden, this thing kind of squeezed into that one album that you that you saw the the cover out, cover um, art for. And I don't know how it ended up on this or how Elvira found it or whoever put the album together for Elvira back in the day and stuff. But it doesn't fit. With all the other songs on the Elvira album too, it's but just that, it's really a, really bizarre. A lot of di- there's a lot of different genres on that CD too. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I played yeah. the Purple People Eater for Fee today for the first time, and she thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a nice moment. Well, that's, that was that's a, funny. That's a classic. That'll go down forever. So yeah, yeah. So so and finally, I, and I I feel like I had a responsibility to kind of give you a real Halloweenish song rather than something just adjacent. I know I've done stuff that. This like might be Halloween because it has the word ghost in it, or you right. know, it says the word you know whatever. Um, and I thought about let's do Frankenstein, but I'd, I'd go into it, but no, that's not you know. So I figured let me let me go back and I did exactly what you said. I I went through all my old CDs and and actually my records 
to find all my Halloween stuff and listen to them again. And I was just sitting here at the computer and I, I had this particular CD on on my rig over here that I used to DJ with. And all of a sudden this came up, it's like, oh, okay, so typical 30s, 40s feel of the beginning of it. Yeah, and then it goes into that that voicing stuff that they do that just is literally like um, nails on a blackboard. Just it's going down your spine. Yeah. And and and, and I, one of the things I want to ask you too, is it also the use of, like minor chords and it sounds like they introduced chords, dissonance chords. into the chords that they were singing. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Like, right. like Which just in their regular verse, not when they're actually singing, not when they're like making all those. When they're singing. Noises. Okay. Okay. Like that's not a pleasant chord to listen to. No. It's it's like it's like last year when we were talking about Twilight Zone, where there's where there's dissonance intentionally in there, where like okay, it's like the the notes are not all in the right key or something, right? So they're and jazz has it just feels bad. Jazz music has the weirdest chords. Like okay, and these these folks were were hundred percent jazz. Yeah, in, right. Infused and in, right. In, influenced. So this part, may very well be a, a very this legitimate jazz. jazz chord, right? But okay, uh, when okay. you're singing it, it comes off as very dissonant. I mean, oh, oh. It right. just sounds off, right? And the you know, strange thing is, it's on it's on a compilation of all their jazz hits, and they're all pretty good, and it's it's pleasant to listen to. But all of a sudden, this thing comes in, and and I found this particular song on a couple other compilations. And it's, there's one that somebody put together and, and put out an album actually in 2012 that was let me get the exact title it was called 30s and 40s era Halloween Volume One, and I think there's a Volume Two, and it has and I and I went down and, and did it have the Boogeyman song on YouTube. Yes. Boo, yes. I'm the boogeyman. That's a terrifying yeah. song. Too. And it had it had all those, and it had some really off color ones too, which was oh yeah. You know, well, that boogeyman one like, is pretty bad. It's like, I what is it? Like climb into your window at night to punish bad little girls like you or something yeah. like that. It's oh, yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it it's on a compilation of that, and there's a lot of similar. Now, now again, this is late sixties, late fifties, early sixties. Um but it's included in that 30s and 40s album that was in 2012 and it's that same feel that it's kind of a stock sound um like like the skeleton what's a skeleton dance from disney back in the day um, remember that yeah that's it, uh that might have been from um fantasia wasn't it no it wasn't was from it Fan- separate was no, it separate it was it was in there they had their um their halloween like special with a bunch okay. of different right. skits and stuff um and it's it, the, oh, it's the whole crazy. sound, yeah. I I looked at it earlier too. Silly symphonies, yeah. So the silly symphonies, and um, it's the same thing. with is that stock? Probably a stand up bass, and uh, and just a, it, it sounds maybe the dissonance or whatever. It sounds scary and not pleasant to listen to. It's almost like the uncanny else. valley, right? Like it's almost a good song, but there's something that's a little bit wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which back in I can imagine maybe in nineteen thirty, nineteen forty, when there wasn't a lot of other mediums and you hear this stuff on the radio or you play it on your seventy eight, you know, Vitrola or whatever, and this stuff comes up. Cause cause the the way that it's presented now is with old time uh visuals of like Halloween mm-hmm. cards or, or something. 
And it, you know, it, it has, has that nostalgic kind of feel. But back in the day, if you just heard this coming out of a speaker somewhere as a kid, you're going to, you're going to put your head under the pillow and, and be scared to death. Yeah. These, and, so, and, and, so, but, and but, the images but, are, that they put, that they put there are pretty, pretty stark, pretty for scary. anyone, Go ahead. for anyone that cheated and, and didn't listen. Okay. They don't, they don't know what they missed. Yes. Because if we're just playing this kind of stuff from the beginning. Right. Like that's one thing, but it's when they really, it's when they like end that verse and they just start with this kind of stuff. Like what? (laughs) And it's literally like, it's from like 30 something right here. So it starts at 39 seconds and it goes until like. It goes until 140. It's more, it's over a minute of just that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And it gets progressively scarier. <laughs> yeah. And, and bizarre. Listen to this stuff. Like right. cl- turn the lights down. And just, right. just close your eyes. And that's hilarious too. They just like gurgle. Yeah, the guy's just goggling. You can hear them laughing a little bit in the background though. Did yeah, you hear no. that? Listen, you can hear <laughs> yeah. them laughing at each other. <laughs> it's just so stupid. But well, can't you see the, the producer? All right, ready? Go. <laughs> and then that's why they, I feel like they, that's why I felt like they just like got drunk and they just <laughs> Yeah. And there's very little, I really tried to do a deep dive to find out more details about it and how it was recorded and where, and, but there's not a lot of information about them or about there's this no, particular song. There's no information. It's one of those like cursed songs where like you, if yeah. you play it on, on a vinyl record, like you're, you're cursed and you have to like have someone else listen yeah. to it within 10 days. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that's not going to be the case with this, this podcast or if you play this backwards, it's going to tell you to jump off a bridge yeah. or something. So. Uh, I did want to talk about the end actually because it's just it's funny because it's like such a weird song. But then at yeah, the end, yeah. they, they just do like a classic jazz song ending to it. Like it's very classic feeling. And then this still a little off though. <laughs> I mean, then they do it again. But hold on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what but I mean? that's, like it's, I, that's them being jazz artists yeah. I imagine but it just kind of it yeah. does kind of sound like they like can't sing <laughs> at some points yeah. right like which is just but but you listen to their other stuff and they're really good right. and very good harmonies uh, and jazz music are, are is not tremendous. for everyone right like right. it, it right. takes I feel like jazz music is something that you kind of have to train yourself to appreciate and to like like I never right. liked jazz music very growing up and I still don't really like this kind of jazz music but I really like like New Orleans jazz. Right. Um, that's right. more instrument heavy and less vocal heavy. But right. that took me a long time to kind of, and a lot of listening to really kind of figure out how to listen to it, right? And if, if you take the vocals and their screaming and, and sounds out of this, it's the classic jazz. It's a backing track. It's a jazz backing track, yeah. Right, right. And it almost feels more... New Orleans that with that shuffle. Yeah, it's just if you took out all of the vocals and replaced it with like yeah. trombone, trumpet, 
and a couple other horns and a yeah. clarinet, yeah. right? Like you're going to have classic. You're going to have a classic. Yeah. That sound for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a bunch but, of notes but, on here. Walk me through what, what you took notes on. Well, uh, th- again, I, I found it on, I went through and, and found it on my, uh, my old Halloween CDs and, and stuff. And I found it on Elvira's Halloween hits, which is, I don't even know what this thing came out. I can take a look. Hold on. It's old. When do you think that came out, Sean? 80-something. I'd say like 86, maybe. Can't even see it. Too small. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But, um, and didn't even know the song for that, for maybe forgot all about it, but also I, I First issued I think in I just, 1988. I think it would have been one of those things that I would have just skipped by and never paid attention to. Or, you know, when I was, and, and unfortunately, and you know this, when I was deep into DJing, Sometimes it was during during the heyday. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. Sometimes, most often it was Friday and sun, Saturday nights, or at least every Saturday night. So it was a constant, and I really didn't give myself a chance to enjoy or listen to music for the sake of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was it was always a job. So I I bought this and this CD, and because I needed it's a write off, probably three or four songs from it, and it was a write off. Um, and I added it to the mix, just like I, I did with all the different Christmas songs. There's always that one song on a CD that you, because you couldn't, you couldn't, this is pre Napster and, and pre mm-hmm. Spotify and pre Apple Tunes and everything else. You couldn't get it individually. So I had it, but I probably never thought to take it. And, and it would, it would get packed away on Saturday night when I came home and picked up again and on Saturday, the following week or the Friday afterwards. So it's not like I would have pulled it out and brought it into the house and let's have some quiet Halloween music to listen to. So I wouldn't have kind of done that unless you did, unless you went, you and Katie went to find it and, and use it and everything. Or if we pulled it out, you know, for that week of, of Halloween and we played the spooky music outside when people were coming, mm-hmm. you know, coming to the house and all. Right. So I, I kind of forgot about it and what my intention was and, and you ruined it. on. <laughs> and folk, anyone listening, just let, I'm, I'm really disappointed because I really wanted to shock him. Um, I was hoping that you didn't know this. I did. I was hoping that you hadn't heard it from this particular CD, or you didn't know this because it was one of those songs that is just bizarre and yeah. not popular it's super, enough it's super that weird. that you you may not have it, it may not have kind of across you. I mean, it's not going to come up in in your Pandora list or or anything. And I was thinking like, okay. And I told Sean, here's what I'm going to do, but don't listen to it until we're, we're recording because I want to see your reaction. And then he said, Oh, are you are you doing that 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 Halloween spook song? It's like. Yeah, so oh, I know that. It's like, oh, 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 oh <laughs> yeah. come on. And then I was going to change and find something else. But but finding this song and then listening to it, I, I did a lot of it on YouTube, and then finding that 30s and 40s era Halloween stuff, they had a listing of all the other songs too. There's some other ones that are as bad. Now, not bad in the same way of, of the, the terrible vocals and them screaming and, and all that, but but scary. Uh, especially a song called "A uh, Haunted House," and uh, again, all these songs that just they they kind of like, just surprise you. It just kind of catches you off guard that you don't think they're going to be good. Graveyard Boogie. I don't know if you know that one, Sean. That, haunted House is by Ray Noble and his All Stars. You know that I'm one. I'm looking that up right now because I feel like I may know that. Yeah, yeah. And the the Graveyard Boogie is cool. It's a it's a it's a boogie song and and, and all, but it's got some some really interesting. Ray Noble and his American vocals. Let me just give it a quick listen here. Oh, yep. Yeah, there's a, the old stuff is like crazy. 
and again, I'm I'm thinking again in in the forties. Oh, yeah, wow. uh, are you listening to it? Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like old. It's yeah. almost like a radio play, right? Like it's like old school sound uh, design. Yeah, and it's not. And it does not, have that silly symphonies yeah, sound to it. Not, it. But but the silly symphonies thing has the Disney spin on it, so it's silly and and scary, but it's not terrifying. It's scary. not scary. I mean, these some of these are scary. Yeah, and meant and meant to be back in back in the day. So I can imagine that's the 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 feel if you. Eight years old, and you hear this song. But Halloween was terrifying back then. Like, look at the pictures of the costumes and stuff. Yeah, like, true. Halloween was like legit. It was terrifying. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know if people found it terrifying back then because it was just like that's what you do. That's what it was, right? And like, like I feel like if people from there looked at what we do now at Halloween with like the haunted attractions and stuff, they'd probably be like, "This is absolutely like not mind-numbingly terrifying." Right. But to us, it's like, well if you want to see that you can go to a haunted house and like you'd expect to see the big props and all this stuff like right and like, people, the jump scares and, and everything yeah right. Right. yeah right. so like it's just different perspectives but like when you look at some of those old pictures because they're old black and white photos and the masks are like they have like no eyes and they're just really terrifying looking right 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 <laughs> halloween was scary <laughs> right as it was meant to be too right you know the the, the, the old hey back in my day we didn't have any kind of costumes. We went and bought one that had that plastic mask that yeah. made your face sweat like crazy. And, you know, you went out there and it was 20 below and, and it was snowing and stuff. You didn't care. And yeah, there was well, now no other thing. Climate yet, change, you had it's one just night. like 80 degrees on Halloween. Yeah. You had one night and you could get as much candy as you could, but that, you know, there wasn't a night before. And the night afterwards, there wasn't a trunk or treat down the street the week before. Yeah. There wasn't, it was one night and you had to put all your time and effort into that. We carried, um, Pillow pillowcases. Oh, we did that too. We did pillowcases. Yeah, you know, and it was, it was, it, I don't think it was any more scary, but it was, it was not as scary as it is nowadays with, with all the huge stuff that's going on. Remember when we went down to Universal at the, the Halloween Horror Nights that they have down there? That was terrifying. Yeah. That was terrifying. We didn't even do any of the house. Like, no. The, the lines to get in the houses were like hours long. So we didn't right, do true. any of the houses, right, but right. the scare zones were, they were so cool. That, yeah. that, that was so cool. I'd love to go back and do that again. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Um, I right. love walking so, around them so you can skip. Them. <laughs> what else about this song? So, did you so, want to say? so again, it just, it just, it, it surprised me that I found that, um, that stuff from the thirties and forties that, that came up as a result of this too. And, and I, I mean, I don't have a lot of other things about it other than, it, it's so, and, and I wanted to ask you about that too, that I think I asked you earlier. I don't know why it just, it, it, it literally makes my, my skin crawl, you know, comes right up my back when I hear some of this. And I, you know, there's, there's a part of me that I can see the visual of them standing around and trying to make these, it's almost like the let's out scare each other while we're standing around this mic and say something more outrageous and, and have recorded. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was, it's a probably tongue in cheek, but I can visualize that, but just, you know, try to do that in a dark room. Or on a dark night, or with your even with your eyes closed, and listen to that, and try to put yourself in the Halloween mode kind mm -hmm. of thing. And listen to it; it's terrifying. Yeah, it, it that, is. And I was hoping and, that and I, that's, could, I could. When I, could I was scare a kid, when I was a kid, like I wouldn't listen. Like it's legitimately scared me. That's one that you'd skip. Maybe not as much as like American Woman, but this, you know, this did scare me. <laughs> as long as it wasn't like you know werewolves on wheels or anything like that. Right. Oh, you still got it. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, this we're all, and uh, that, that. I remember that we talked about that. I think that was my thing I spoke about that I almost did last year was the, the Jesus Christ superstar parts of mm -hmm. it that it just I, I I couldn't hear it because it would just make my my skin crawl and, and be terrifying. So I had to shut it off or skip it all the time. Right. So you felt that way about this song. Because yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. yeah. Now it yep. just now it, to me, I listen to it and I'm just like, this is so stupid. <laughs> <It> <laughs> but is. like, but like, there's a certain nostalgia to it where like, like, why would you be afraid of a song? But like, I think we were kind of scared to listen to that song. Isn't it funny? You know, we'll have to remind Katie about this one. Huh? Yeah, she. Oh, I guarantee she'll remember it. Really? You okay. it, oh yeah. Yeah, I I really thought I was bringing something to the table that you guys may not have heard before. So and and that's all. It's just it, it's the whole way that it's presented and the the uh, the nerve again the dissonance of it or whatever. But it, it works. It works for them against me because I fall victim to it and I didn't like it at all. Yeah. The other songs that I almost did was uh, the song called D um, DOA by Blood Rock, which yeah I think I told you a little bit about. That was a when I was in high school. That was I listened to it because you you were originally going to do that, yeah. so I did yeah. listen to it. I don't I that's didn't know disturbing. that one. That's disturbing. It was giving me uh, vibes of um, the song Halloween by the Misfits. Which okay. Yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this have at least probably heard that. That was one of right. their bigger songs. Right, right. Where's you know Craig? Misfits at he, all. Down in D.C. He, he probably loves the Misfits, I imagine. <laughs> um, and, and so when, um, you know, when, when I heard that, I was thinking like, okay, maybe I'll pull that. But I was, I said, Sean, is it okay for me to do a song that I really don't like? I don't want to listen to it. It was actually banned. I think it was a non-politically correct song. So back in the day. What was DOA? Stayed, yeah, DOA, stayed away yeah. from it. And obviously I was going to do Alice Cooper, but we said no. And I was going to do some Black Sabbath and or Ozzy because every one of his songs. Oh, fair game. Yeah. We, uh, every one of those songs has that, that, that again, dark those, those minor chords yeah. and the dark feel and all. Mm -hmm. um, and I was going to do that. Because I wanted to do something that had more of a Halloween feel rather than Halloween adjacent again this year. But this one came up, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll do something different like this one. The other one that, and I think we should maybe have a, a, a deep dive in it, and you probably know a lot more about this than I do, is is that Bach, uh, Takata, and Fugue in D minor. Diddle, do, do, from, that's from. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's from. A, that's an awesome song, and that's the, that that creepy stuff is literally it, just the beginning. That's a long song, and it's very intricate and involved, and it's really cool. Listen, you should you should sit down and listen to the whole thing. And I was thinking that that might be a real good one to bring to the table as well. Maybe I'll do that next year or something, or maybe that'll that'll be Halloween B or something. But mm -hmm. it's one of those. And I did a little research on that. And you know, why is a song that's so iconic so associated with creepiness? And all, and there's, there's some reasons to it. I mean, a lot of it mm -hmm. was that it was played in the silent movie halls back in the day when they were adding music to silent movies, and they wanted something for some of the real scary ones, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, and and when uh, the the creature shows. It does have that. It does. It really evokes that feeling of like the dark Victorian yeah. Gothic yeah. scene, right? Yeah. Yep. Black and white. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, I was almost going to do that one. I think that, and, and again, that's a pretty interesting song that maybe we could do another another show on something but that's something i thought that uh that would have been really good too and and it's one of those that if you don't know it you you know it no you know it you definitely know it you know it um and it's been in the middle of thing i and anyone it. who's ever played a, a keyboard that has the pipe organ sound <laughs> on it that's the first thing they tried to to figure out <laughs> that's Doo -doo -doo. 
I remember, I remember when uh, Rollerball came out in 1975-ish. Or Rollerball is badass. Yeah, well, the original with James Caan was he was it was a shocker, and this that's how it opened. The whole movie yeah. opened with that song, and yeah, it was cool it was just building and building and building, and it, and it just said I think it just sends a message of of, of foreboding and and death and scariness and and all, and and, and it does that. So I almost did that one too, um, but I didn't. I did. I wanted to do this one just because it was so bizarre and so strange. Um, but that's it. Oh, and the, you know another one I almost did, which I didn't tell you about. Um, Bruce Springsteen had a B-side, and he did it. I think he did the it. The Jersey a, Devil song? Yeah, he did it as a um, record store only release, uh, mm-hmm. A Night with the Jersey Devil. Yeah. You know what's cool and, about that song? Is it how he did his vocals. Do you know about that? Yeah. Yeah, he did it through a, a harmonica mic, right? He sang it in a harmonica mic. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's hyper, hyper compressed. Yeah. It's and, really cool. And it's hard to, to understand the vocals, so that's why I didn't do it unless you're really yeah. reading them. You got to read them. Um, and then when you read them, it makes some sense, but, but some really dark lyrics in that too. And I didn't want it to be, you know, every week we talk so much about Springsteen. I mean, one of the things off his most recent album a couple of years ago was ghosts. Like, Oh, I can do ghosts. Like we were to mention ghosts at one point, Maybe. but I didn't want to do that Jersey devil one, but that's, that's a really good Halloween one. I think a lot of people may not even know about, I haven't heard, um, mm. interesting video with it too, like really dark and scary. He, he comes up out of the water. Yeah, you know when it opens up and you know, it's a that's a cool scared. song. I haven't yeah. I forgot about that song. Yeah. That's a really yeah. cool song. Yeah, so I just love the way they did the vocals in that. It's really neat. Yeah. Um, so you have some notes about the history of Halloween. Is that yeah. did you put that for a reason? I because I was going to talk about that. You you know where I mean we're so Irish. It all comes from Ireland. You know that. Walk right? us through because I I'll have a little history lesson after you. Okay. If you don't do so, this part. So what what I I started looking at it is okay. Let me see if I can get some real traditional old fashioned Halloween stuff. And and one of the things that it began it began in Ireland, two thousand years ago. It was part of a festival called I don't know how to say that. Samhain. Samhain. It is Samhain. Okay. Samhain, Traditionally yeah. celebrated on the thirty first through the first of November. It's it's a Celtic uh, festival. Uh, and it always celebrates like the end of the harvest se- the season and the and coming of winter and and Halloween is huge in Ireland and it's a it's a dark side of Halloween and and Samhain I, I think is that rather than the, the lighthearted that we have over here in, in the states so it was invented in, in in Ireland the the roots can be traced back to that um, and it's celebrated practical of the world and it but it lies the the origin lies in pagan Celtic Celtic festival around 100 AD approximately. So I just thought that was interesting. I forgot, I forgot all about that, that that's, that's the origins of, of it. Yeah. So, so do, you, do you know the history of jack-o'-lanterns? No. The, the legend. I, you know of- what? I don't know a lot about Halloween in general. I, I, I always kind of knew that about Ireland, but I, I, did, I don't know about Samhain. It's funny, somebody I worked with it was always big into that, and she used to come on the days, and, Jim, you're so Irish, you have to celebrate Samhain. I was like, I don't even know what that means. So. So no, I don't. Um, what, so so in light, I just heard this. Me. I just heard this story kind of recently. So I thought, and I thought it was kind of cool. So, uh, this the legend behind why we like jack o' lanterns on Halloween is uh, goes back to. It's a legend about a man named Stingy Jack, who lives up to his name, and he's just very stingy. Uh, and he found himself uh, drinking at a bar with the devil one night, or something along those lines, and mm-hmm. uh, he didn't want to pay for the drinks because he's stingy and he somehow convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that he could then pay with pay for the drinks with but instead of paying for the drinks he put the coin in his pocket which is where he kept his 
little uh, crucifix. So the devil was unable to change back into a coin or oh. to change back into himself. He was stuck in that because it was like, you know, in contact with the crucifix or whatever. Uh, I don't know what happened in the middle. I don't remember, but there's another story where he ended up with, he ended up uh, running into the devil again and he tricked him into some other to doing something else. And he said, uh, you know, uh, I, what was it? He, he tricked him into going up in a tree or something. And then he carved a cross on the tree. So the devil couldn't come down from the tree. And he said, I'll only let you down if you agree to not ever, you know, take my soul for however many years or whatever. And, uh, this wasn't Charlie Daniels. No, <laughs> it's, but it's a classic story. Right. And yeah. so, um, I guess years down the road, he, the guy finally died, but the devil thought that the best punishment or whatever, because of all the horrible things he did, because he was so stingy, like God wouldn't let him into heaven. But the devil said that he wouldn't accept him into hell either because the best punishment would be to like keep his word and not take his soul. So he was like cursed to roam the earth for eternity in like purgatory and uh, at night. So he would just find like turnips and would carve them out and cut holes in them and put candles in them and that's how he would light his way and then he his legend became known as jack of the lantern and that translated to jack-o-lantern pumpkin right. uh, turnips ended up turning into pumpkins because they're a lot easier to carve and people yeah. would do this to light keep uh light up the darkness at, at halloween there you go there you go that is a very brief and and probably not totally accurate <laughs> retelling of the legend um it's based solely on my memory from a story that i read like a week ago, but um, <laughs> I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, interesting. Now, again, is that is that Celtic? Is that from Ireland? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Of course, it starts in a pub. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Of course, and, it. And I, th I thought you guys say they were playing poker or something like crazy game of poker. No. no. Nice. So, all right, cool. So, you want to talk about mine? Yeah. All right. So you you want to think about mine? Anybody who could cover mine? <laughs> no ever don't no one should no, no one should ever cover it no one should ever play it either okay no go ahead hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds our family now has three pairs of raycon earbuds around the house and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, so how well, did, I mean, how, you heard this song before, right? Yeah, but I don't know it. I, really I had sent you all the videos, right? Yes, yeah. The thing yeah. I love about this song. Great videos. Oh my God. I, the Great thing videos. I love about this song is it's so like, there's, there's a driving drum beat that doesn't mm -hmm. stop. It doesn't have a lot of drum fills or anything. And, be, and it just kind of drives consistently throughout the whole song. And I think mm -hmm. because of that, it's, like this is a hard rock song, but it's really danceable. And if you ever see those memes, like there, there used to be these old uh, gifs, you know, of like dancing cartoon characters or whatever, yep. and it would always and it would say things like, "Play any music with this, and it will dance to that song." Right? And this is like the opposite of that. This is like take any video of people dancing, and put this song behind it, and it works. And it works every yeah. single time. I, just, it's hilarious. I was just watching Mat Matilda. I oh my god, Matilda! Matilda I sent you movie. the one from Greece where they did the hand jive scene <laughs> yeah. to this, and it's yeah. just like it always, always works, and it's always hilarious, and I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it matched <laughs> up so well. If you don't know uh, Drag Dragula by Rob Zombie, this is the beginning of it. like to get a little bit of the verse if I can. <laughs> Is that not like the heaviest bass drum? Yeah. In the it's just like I feel like the bass drum is like 5 feet in diameter and they're just like smashing it with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel like I missed the boat on this one because that would have been a great song to play at a high school dance. Oh my god. At Halloween. Wait, right, but when I was in high school, Rob Zombie was like in the same vein as like Marilyn Manson yeah. and like Godsmack and yeah, Slipknot. You couldn't play people that. people lumped them all together and they were yeah. just like afraid of it. Like yeah. I feel yeah. like back then in like the early late nineties, early two thousands, like people adults <laughs> mostly, they were like afraid of this music. Yeah, I I agree. And I this agree. is not scary music. This is well, like dancey bubblegum pop as, when it comes to the metal world, right? As a DJ, I don't think I ever would have then um, gone down that route because I didn't want to play Marilyn Manson and I didn't want to play, I mean, Rob Zombie, I, I knew a little bit about, but 
I did. I, I, I wouldn't even kind of open up my, my ears and listen to it because I, I thought it was in the same genre and like, that's not going to work because yeah, it might be good for 50 kids out there, but the other hundred aren't going to know it or like it or whatever. So I, I just didn't, I never went there and I think I missed cause that's, this would have been a killer song. This song is killer. Yeah. It's just yeah. the, it's, it's relentless high energy. Yes. From start to finish. And I think that's what I love about it. It's one of those things where it just kind of makes you, it, it builds up your adrenaline and like makes you really. Have, have you ever been in a function and people, and, and heard this and people dance to this? No. Okay. I was wondering if you, had, you know. At, at, I've, uh, I've seen it at. fraternity uh, parties, something like this, but I, I did those. <laughs> no, I've seen it at um, karaoke nights, which is hilarious. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, I've seen a video of like a 90 year old woman singing this in, in karaoke and it's, <laughs> it's priceless. And I bet you um, won. It's just one of those, it's just one of those things where it's just like so intense and high energy that like by the end of it, you're just like, you can't not move, you know, right, and you're just right. like, it makes you want to drive fast and like run as fast as you can. And, you know, it's just one of those things. And I think because of that, it kind of gets a little confusing for me because I don't know if I would consider this Halloween-ish as much. I think of it more as, as that, like you said, a great driving metal song but i, I well hold on i, I hold would on. never kind of put halloween connected with it until i till i read the, the vocals like you said sent me right and then i sat like and saw some of the images like okay now now it has a halloween feel yeah. for it but initially i don't think i would have i i think i just like this is because because I, all i pick up on was the beat and yeah. how much it drives you know let's give people a chance to listen to it because we haven't okay um we haven't done that so go go listen to it and then come on back <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Falling upon <laughs> nerd. It's Bonehead. <laughs> I think I think what, what it is about this is that it's just so big. Yeah. Like I feel like that was the goal in the production of this was like make this like okay, that bass drum I was talking about, right? I want this bass drum to sound huge like mm. it's a massive bass drum being played in front of a hundred microphones in a massive stadium right. and i want it to drive and not stop smashing for the entire right. thing right you know 10 feet around yeah it's just su it's just yeah. such a big sound and it's so intense and like he's got such a unique voice because he he's yelling but he doesn't it doesn't sound like other metal music where they're yelling and something yeah, like Mudvayne or Slipknot, right? Like it's like he's singing and yelling at the same time. It sounds like it's it's almost sounds restrained and like calm and easy, but it's has right. so much grit in it. And I, it's funny because you just mentioned those two bands. I put that in the same genre back in the day, right? And, and like and certain, they couldn't be more different. And so somebody would come up at a high school dance, your high school dance, say, "Hey, can you play some Slipknot?" Like, no, I'm not, no. No, right. no, can't, won't do right. that. Um, and, or, you know, that same person might ask for this. So I, I have to say, I wonder if I know this song mostly because of the videos that either you've sent me or I've seen on TikTok or whatever, rather than knowing it. There's, there's a part of me that has the visual of all of a sudden seeing you backing up your caddy <laughs> to start to start pulling it out and drive down the driveway the right way and hearing this cranking is so I don't as know if leaving. I even like listened to this 
Yeah. Like, I don't even I don't know, know if I really need to say like that's the impression I guess like as, as people are leaving or driving or something. And and I, I don't know if I even know this song and I don't know I I I don't think I ever would have attributed it to um Halloween. Again, maybe it's my right. age or Well, or whatever, Rob but, Zombie yeah. is uh he's like the shock rock performer. He's like the modern day Alice Cooper, right? Where okay. he's putting on shows and he has yeah, giant he learned or, or got in, and, influenced by Alice Cooper, correct? Oh yeah, 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 yeah okay. big time. He's he's a Massachusetts kid. He's from Haverhill. Yeah, um, hey, you know Haverhill is yeah. one town away from Methuen. Yeah, no, it's right. It's close. <laughs> My neighbor. Um, yeah, yeah. but he, I guess uh, I read a little bit about his history. I guess his parents were like carnival workers, and they okay. left when there was some kind of big riot. Someone came and set all the tents on fire, and there was like this huge like oh. fight. And they were like, "Well, our kid is here, and like we can't be a part of this anymore," so they left. So like yeah. he's had some, I'm sure he's had some trauma <laughs> from that kind. But so um, parents, yeah, you, you're thinking like we're going to leave because you don't want to affect your kid. Sorry. It yeah, <laughs> but but look at him now. You know, yeah, he's made a bunch of movies. He's got like yeah. a bunch of number one records, and he's See, you I, know, he's huge. Did he? Does he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know too right. much about him. Is if you is ever, this quintessential him? Is this him? This song? Yes. Is this, this is every so, one of his songs? No, it's it it. He's he, everything that he does is very like it's dirty and gritty and has that like macabre sci-fi horror feel to it. Uh, okay. And it's a lot of homage to like the old school horror movies. You heard some of this, some of the stuff in this song, right? Some of the electronic sounds and stuff that might've mm-hmm. come from like an old sci-fi movie. Um, so like it's, it's got a lot of that stuff in it. And actually, so Dragula is a reference to the, um, the month, excuse me, the monsters. Thank you. Thank you. Grandpa monsters, I- uh, dragster. <laughs> I thought I was missing something because that's what I know it of. Yeah. And the, well, the he George, recently the, he recently made a movie remake of the Monsters. Oh, he's he just that. like that's okay. this is like the world that okay. he lives in. Like okay. he lives in right. in the world of Universal <laughs> Monsters and Elvira <laughs> and the Monsters and the Adams Family. Like this is the world that he lives in, right? Okay. So when when I was a kid back in maybe even pre middle school junior high days, the Monsters, Adams Family, blah blah blah, all that stuff. It was George Barris, and we used to buy the the um, the models, plastic models, mm-hmm. and paint them all up and glue them together. And George Barros, who made the Adams Family car, the Monkey Mobile, the Green Hornet Mobile, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies truck. I mean, that was George Barros doing all this custom work. So we were all enamored with that stuff, and and I knew about Dragula because of that. Mm-hmm. Thinking, like, I wonder if this is the same. They're yeah, talking about it, the car. Okay. Right. And in the music video, and, he, and the, the he video drives, he's in a hot rod. Yeah, he drive. Well, no, he drives the Munster coach car, which is their regular car. That they oh drive yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there's driving. two of them. That's right. The Munsters had two of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And it says various so shots of the band together. members and different scenes from movies like uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde at the beginning, okay. um, and then the killer robot from the old movie Chapter Serial, the the Phantom Creeps. Okay. Uh, so in the very beginning, when you hear that, it when you hear. Familiar. When you hear in the really beginning, sounds like a ray gun. Superstition, fear, and jealousy. That's Christopher Lee, who is a super famous actor. That who you would know him if you saw him. Okay, all right. Um, he was in all. That. He like I said, like I said before, he was in all of the Hammer films. You would you would recognize him if you saw a picture of Christopher. Really? Lee. Okay, right. um, but. He does a lot of that stuff. Like he'll take 
clips from movies and infuse them in his songs and stuff. And it's just like, it's, it's very artistic, right? He's, he's, it's very artsy fartsy and over the top and, and uh, it's not mm-hmm. just music. When he makes music, he makes videos that goes with it. He makes movies, he makes comic books and all this stuff. It's just like a brand, right? But he's, but he's, he's not referencing the Dragula car as much. Well, really. I think that's think, what he used as the catalyst for this song, right? Right, I guess, yeah, is what it comes down to, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's, say he's slamming the, the back of my Dracula, so I guess it's just like... Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but it, uh, it's, it's just one of those ones where it's just so, so intense and so high energy. Um, right. And right. I think because of the visuals that he always represents and who he is and like the art that he makes, like that's why it's just, it's like quintessential Halloween. This is his biggest song. This is what everyone, is it his biggest like, song? If it, anyone who who barely knows anything about Rob Zombie, like this is probably the song that they've heard. And uh, this is know, the Mariah Carey. Okay. Yeah. So, this is so when people are doing um, all those late shows at Christmas time to certain songs and everything, if they do it to Halloween, they'll do it to this. Yeah, that's this is probably a good. This is probably a good chance that this will be one of those songs. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I see. Hey. All right. Because this is a great I, song I, for that, right? Because it's so like yeah. intense. Well, again, I'm I'm thinking, you know, on my list is Monster Mash and Purple People Eater, and and right, but that it, wouldn't make for a very genre. exciting light show. That's why people no. do um when they do the Christmas light shows, they do Trans Siberian Orchestra, right? Because right, it's right. big Stuff and it's hitting. intense yep. and it's it's high yep. energy and yep. Um, I, and and again, those those videos that they put in relation to this this song, I think hilarious, and I think I might know this song. I might be familiar because of that. More right. Oh, there's so anything. many of them. I sent you ones like yeah. where it's like a clip of the from the movie The Polar Express, which is like <laughs> such a whimsical movie. But like you put it over this song and it just immediately is intense. You feel like you're watching Mad Max. <laughs> like it's it's great. Yeah. The, I saw that with the Matilda one that you sent me. It was hilarious. It's amazing. It you can't hear yet. that song without picturing those kids yeah. dancing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's so fun how right. that does how that right. works. I love that. Um and yeah. you know, and one the Greece thing one cool, especially was great that you sent me. Yeah, the hand jive one. It's great. Yeah. One thing that they do is, you know, it's a very straightforward song. There's not a lot of different things happening in this, but he he introduces moments throughout the song that make it feel bigger, right? Okay. Like right before the chorus, he'll cut out all the instruments and he'll say the last line of the of the verse, and then when they go back into the chorus, it's this massive moment, right? So I I go to like one thirty something. See if we can. Now is that a trick that a lot of people in that genre do? Yeah, it's it's a just creates such a punch. Yeah. Because that because with the the way that he's yelling that first word in the chorus, coming in with the guitar at the same time and the drums smashing all at once, it's just such a explosive in your face chorus yeah Yeah. Uh, and when he stops and just finishes that just has nothing but the vocals right before it it just it makes that explosion so much bigger right right? and i think it's just one of those things where like if you've never heard it before and you hear that it's just like blows you away kind of thing (laughs) you know it's it's pretty crazy uh and (laughs) i don't so i don't have too much else to talk about it but i do think that uh this is hilarious Do it, that baby. Saying, do, huh? <laughs> He's saying, do, do it, it, baby. 
Do it, baby. Now, is that the middle? Because I was thinking it, when I was listening to it, in the middle there was just like there was different instrumentation or something like that. Is that it, around it gets that like, stuff? It, it almost like jumps back a little bit, right? It's like his vocals are not as prominent. They're almost more in the background. Okay. And it's, it's a little bit more compressed almost. And, and what's the instrumentation behind on, underneath Do It Baby? I don't, I was trying to. So it's definitely a lot of electronics and synthesizer. Yeah, yeah that's what I would think. Okay. Yeah. It's, it kind of reminds me of Muse. You know, Muse has like, when they, yeah. if you ever see Muse live, they have a guy yeah. on stage that just has this big thing with just like knobs and he's just like turning knobs and it's doing that like, and like making all kinds of sounds and stuff in the background. And when you said, you know, you have this image of a, a huge stadium with that big drum and all, I thought of a Muse concert, like you mm -hmm. said, that it's just it's big. And well, that's everyone, another band you, that just has such a huge presence in their music. Can you imagine hearing this song live with 30,000 other people oh and everybody God. jumping together? And Can how, you ima it's and one I, of those, I imagine it's a those jumping videos song. are out there. It's absolutely a jumping song, right? Yeah, yeah. It, like, yeah. how fun would that be to just, like, jump right. and just have all that energy kind of coursing through it's like it's coursing through your veins right like this is this is what that evokes and and i just so do you open do you open with that or is that your closer i don't know both yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah but yeah. I, you know he's got other songs that are high energy like this too but this one there's just something about this one like it it does feel so like danceable and it's like as a I guess you could call it a metal song. I, I'm nervous to get into the different genres of metal because metal people are like crazy yeah, about all their, rock maybe? Yeah, all their I, different subgenres. And it is shock yeah. rock, but like this feels like if you're if you're looking into like the hard rock and the more intense heavy stuff, like this feels really super approachable. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Okay. So it's almost like a, me, it's almost like a like a gateway song, like, you know, to get you listening to that kind of stuff. So let me ask you a question. That American hometown horror folks that you do, yeah, what do they think about that, like something like this? Do they know it? I mean, is it huge? Is they it would know that, this. That they, they refer to all the time? Or? Well, they just recently uh, covered one of his movies called House of a Thousand Corpses, which was his first film. I know um, that song. I know that movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. actually a really good movie. It's okay. a little, it's twisted and it's like crazy, but it's a good, like, it's a good horror movie. Okay. Um, and they covered that. So like, yeah, of course they would know this. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be familiar to, to horror folks, the people oh, yeah. that are living oh, in the yeah. Okay. And you know, right. if you ever see any interviews, if you get a chance to watch any interviews with Rob Zombie, he is like so smart and so articulate and he's such a nice human. Yeah. Uh, he just like cares about people. Like it's just his character on stage is not too different from his character in real life, but, but he's uh, also okay. like, He's just like a, a nice person, which is, in, it's just so interesting. And was he with the original, the, the White Zombies? Is that how so it So yeah, started? White Zombie was his first like White band. Zombie was, I remember that band. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember, I just remember. And he, he the day, gave the, himself the, the name. Okay. He gave himself the name Rob Zombie based on the movie White Zombie too. Oh, oh, okay. So like White what? Zombie, the movie is what inspired his name that he, his like stage name oh, that he created. Okay. Right. And okay. the name of his first band, White Zombie. Okay. And then his and solo his, stuff is Rob Zombie. And I read somewhere, as I was just doing a little bit of research beforehand, his brother plays in a band that I thought I recognized. <sighs> I wish I would have written it down. You can probably find it right there. Yeah, Something well, I'm 5, on Wikipedia 000. right now. Power Man 5000. 
Yeah, do, do I know them? Power Man 5000 had a song. Did they have a hit? They had one hit because they had a song in the um, Tony Hawk game. Tony okay. Hawk Pro Skater 2, which is the one that that game, Pro, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is one of the, the first games that had like a really big influence on music from a video game perspective. Like they created this soundtrack of all kind of underground unknown bands. Oh, okay. And the games became so popular that a lot of those bands are hugely popular because, because of the, of the oh. games. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And they Smart. they had a Smart. game. I think they they had a song. I think their song was When Worlds Collide. Uh Power Man 5000. It just sounds uh, familiar that to hear the, yeah. the band name. This is what it's like when worlds collide. Yeah. Uh you probably would have heard that as I was playing that game back in the day. <laughs> okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. That's uh yeah, Power Man 5000. That's that's his, his, the lead singer is his brother, I understand. Also yeah. from Havel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next to the Mithorn. So. so we've got him from Haverhill. We've got um guy from Godsmack. Um, Sully Erna. Sully Erna from Windham. Windham. Like yep. Windham. So we've got these connections. Like, uh, we've got to get these guys on somehow. You know? I don't think we'll be able to get Rob Zombie on. No. <laughs> he Rob Zombie was in that documentary that Liberty DeVito was in. Yes. I remember that. So yeah. there's your interview with him. If you watch that movie again, you'll get to hear That's him right. talk a little That's bit. That's right. That's right. Yep. And I think I asked Liberty. I was like, you got connections with any of these people? Can you get Rob Zombie on the show? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't answer, did he? No, no. I don't think he has that connection. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, but I just think it's it, it's cool because he's just so unique in like his art style and like he's very, he knows what he is and what he likes to make and he has people that like it as well and so he's just doubled down and he just goes head first into everything that he does and I think that's cool you know so in reality even though yours has a Halloween feel you did more of a Halloween adjacent song mm-hmm. and I did a true I've Halloween done that before songs. though yeah. I think a the first Halloween. one I did was uh, the Jace Everett song which is yes the intro to True Blood so it's not a Halloween yes. song yeah. yeah yeah so these are really good different examples and they're not just Thriller and Ghostbusters yeah. which would have been fine but both of these songs are I was actually watching it both of these songs are are on my Halloween playlist yeah okay this one this one too the one I I did yeah I never listened to it but it's on there (laughs) you skip it because it's I think I pretty much added that whole CD right because like that's the yeah probably so growing up that was the Halloween music that we had so like that's that's what I know 17 songs so I think I just went through any songs that were on that I added to the list so (laughs) And Werewolves of London and stuff. and Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Werewolves on wheels! Ah, thank you very much. I thought you'd let that one slide. Okay. Good. No. Yeah, nope. yeah and, and the other... So I have two CDs with that, with songs of, of that genre. And I have seven or eight of spooky sounds and mm-hmm. a cassette, actually, of spooky sounds and all that. I still might... I might just put my speaker out the window this year and do it again. So there you go. Walk by and, you know, so those always work. That's a, that's cool. a, like, I feel like Halloween is a very nostalgic holiday, you know? Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Part of me wants to come out to your place and, and see it because it's such a big deal in your town. Oh my it's God, it's huge. Yeah. It's not as big here as it used to be. It's huge. Oh. We got friends from Auburn, the next town over, or Hooksit, I'm not sure where they live, but they're going to come do it with us. And they were like, oh, is, right. it, yep. is it good over there? Like, 
I'm like, oh, is it good? I'm like, there's like thousands oh, of people that come out. It's crazy. Oh, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is. I just awesome. want to see the headless horseman on the yeah. real horse. It feels like, like I feel like my town. It, it, we don't have sidewalks. That's the only thing that separates this. But like, yeah. Halloween in Chester feels like Halloween in like a Halloween movie, like Hocus Pocus. Yeah, like Salem, or like any, of the, at, at literally any Halloween movie where they show people trick or treating, and it's always yeah. like a little bit more over the top than you would see. Like right. all of the adults are dressed up to, all, you right. know, like everyone has crazy decorations and there's hundreds of people. Like that's what it's like here, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad they don't come to your house though. It has to be down at the center of town because everything's so spread out. I know. But I feel like fun. Katie's, I feel like Katie's in a, uh, such a neighborhood that hers is like that too. Yeah. Because the house is so close and it's a neighborhood feel. I don't know if everybody dresses up. Although she does. She dresses up and Matt dresses up. Yeah. And they always have. Mom has come trick-or-treating here before when we brought the girls. Did she? Okay. Yeah, she's right. come here before. Yeah. I probably stayed here and gave out candy while she did that. So. Yeah. Or she was staying overnight or something. Maybe with the girls the next day. So. Yep. Oh, oh, cool. All right. Favorite part? Uh, that when the, they break, the break and go into yeah. the to the chorus. <laughs> I knew it. I like, you know, I like the ending too, though. Yeah. Um, Where they kind of like cut it down and his vocals are just like very far in the background like his voice is going through away. a machine right he's no he's driving away yeah <laughs> in his regular car yeah it's cool i just i just <laughs> love how high energy it is right yeah. and it just gets you amped up and it's just like it's and i i love Love the video. Anyone who's listening to this, please just go look up like videos with this song over yep. it because it is the funniest thing. The, the I like the one from the Aristocats that I send you that one where it's like the oh, from yes. the old Disney yeah, yeah. movie, the Aristocats, and they're like standing <laughs> on top of a piano and they're like playing and and tapping their feet, but it's playing this song. Yep. It is the best. Yeah, I love it. That's so that's funny. like the 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 Charlie Brown over uh, ZZ Top. Yeah, you could. You know what? You could do this song with that Charlie Brown video too. I bet it's been done. Yeah. I bet you yeah, could. It would work. It. it always works. Yeah. That's the, the funniest thing. <laughs> I've seen it over like one of those videos of the old people like tap dancing and stuff, and it's just like it always works. It always works. <laughs> awesome. It's just look so now, funny. Now that it looks like fun. It's going to be spend my afternoon looking at that stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a rabbit hole that is so much fun to go down. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. So you know, I hope Good everybody choice. has a an amazing spooky season and happy Halloween. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for some fun movies to watch or other music to listen to, you know, send us a message and we'll give you some recommendations. Maybe we'll share a link to our personal Halloween playlists. I don't know if you have one, but I have one. Uh, And uh, I'll share that with people. And I just want everybody to be safe and have a good time and stay spooky. And remember that it's, uh, it's all for fun. So don't yep. take yourself too seriously. Thanks for sticking with us and hanging in there. Four years we've been doing this now, Sean. Yeah. Four years. Amazing. Yeah, I know we don't get stuff out that often, but you know we do it when we can because we love it and we appreciate everybody that keeps listening. So. Yep. Well, and you know, it, it seems like we have that that group on Facebook, but that's that's not the only place that this stuff obviously gets talked about. No, we have literally thousands of of downloads from all over the world, which is crazy. Oh yeah, we're like the that. number ten. Yep. Uh, music commentary podcast in Yemen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, 
There you go. <laughs> Thanks to all our listeners Thanks in Yemen. Yemen. Love you guys. Shout out to Yemen. Um, so. No, yeah, we really do appreciate it. So, uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, get ready for some big things. Big things coming up too. Big, on yeah, we got, we some... potentially have a pretty awesome guest coming on. Uh, yep. Thanksgiving's coming up next. I don't know. We'll probably just do a normal episode for the the okay. month of November. Uh, but uh, then Christmas season starts, man, and we're gonna be. I'm gonna really want to try and release like a bunch of our old Christmas specials too. Good so, idea. so get excited for that. I can't think about Christmas yet because it's still spooky season. It's against the, but, against uh, your law. Yeah. yeah, but remember to <laughs> yeah. no gargling. Yeah. Um, remember to stay hydrated while you're trick or treating. Listen to good music and don't be a dick, or you'll get canceled from the YNL podcast. That's uh, right. We That's will right. talk to it's you next been time. Known to be done. Yep. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.